Johnny, do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. Time for the episode of Matt and Mattingly's Ice Cream Social. Sitting across from me is Paul Mattingly. Across from me, it's Mr. Matt Donnelly. On the knobs and dials is Jacob the Audio it's Guy. It's dreamy. We're preaching fun. Uh, big, uh, big bucket list of, uh, of of requested guests checking off the box here. Yes, we are. And we're mixing metaphors. But uh, <laughs> Piff the Magic Dragon is here. Hello, Piff. I am. Good, good morning. <laughs> is, is I morning can't believe we, re- we record this at 4.30 a.m. Yes. Yeah, After good. our 20-mile jog. It's <laughs> <laughs> when we're at our best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The endorphins are pumped out. I feel ready. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. A lot of guests don't agree to do the jog with us, but you did, and we appreciate I, that. I like your... Yeah, well, I couldn't, I couldn't pass it up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I lost you at the swim. <laughs> it's Vegas, guys. Uh, I liked your introduction. Congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. Well, it was very good. It's very smooth. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. And then we bring it to a crashing halt right now. Yeah. <laughs> can I can I have a go though? <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, that's okay. Let's can do you that. Know, uh, let oh, me here we go. Yeah. Do, do that bullshit Fire music that again and <laughs> Hey Johnny, do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love I didn't to. Didn't understand the Great, reference let's to the ice cream go. social. <laughs> All right, it's Piff the Magic Dragon. And I've just done a 20-mile run, and I'm pretty exhausted, but I've done it with two of my buddies. One of them's called Matt. One of them's called Matt. Both of them are called Matt. It's quite confusing. I'll be addressing them both as Matt. Um, and Jacob, hey! who uh, I used to work with That's right. at a show that crashed and burned and <laughs> lost uh, $60,000 a night. Which I would rather see. I'd rather see $60,000 burning than <laughs> from the show that I was in. I think they're opening that show at the Cosmo now. $60,000 burning every night. <laughs> Lighting it on <laughs> fire. Yeah. Yeah, oddly enough, it's the, it's the second most expensive entree at that restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't come close to any of their drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, listen. I have already been upset by being in this room for three minutes because you tried to poison me with some bullshit <laughs> you did. wax. Well, our our I mean, listeners continue to send us weird edibles. Yep. What? Whoa! You didn't tell me it came from the listeners. Yes. Oh, this got worse. <laughs> this got, guys, never eat the pancakes. Oh. Never eat the pancakes. We, we, are, we, are we, are we only eat it. First rule in show business. <laughs> First rule. Oh, we crossed that off. Do, you, do a lot of people try to make you stuff? Yeah. On the run? And I take a picture of it and throw it in the bin. <laughs> Without fail, <laughs> dragon pies. Yeah, uh, I mean, I really do. I've never eaten, and I just found out not only have I eaten some poison Mexican sweet, <laughs> but um, uh, it's from a fan. Do you think someone's trying to kill you? Yeah, let's build the wall, guys. <laughs> Come on, let's build the wall. Build the wall. Build the wall. You are an immigrant. What? You are. Yeah, an I'm immigrant. in now. <laughs> I'm like. My dad has this attitude in, in, in England. He's an immigrant, and now he wants to get rid of all those foreigners. Oh, boy. It's incredible how right? quickly that changes. Right, it it's does. It's like uh-huh. 10, 20 years, and suddenly, yeah, let's get rid of these guys coming in, <laughs> stealing our jobs that we saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's your dad from? Uh, Singapore. Wow. Yeah. It's I know a lot about Singapore. but not very funny. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, I... He... He, let's just do another intro. He came to... All right, let's do another intro. Where's your dad from? Hit it again. No. Oh, oh that's... Here we go. And 
Hey, Johnny, <laughs> do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. Good evening, it's Pepper Mary Dragon. We're here to learn all about the ancestry of people's parents who came over <laughs> and now are denying that chance to their younger generation. <laughs> let's start with Piff the Magic Dragon. Hey, Piff, where's your dad from? <laughs> Good question, Piff. He's from Singapore. That sounds like a nice place. It is, but he had to leave because of some horrific crime. Oh no, that sounds bad. At least he was allowed into England. Yes, he was. But hopefully that's going to end soon. <laughs> uh, wow, got, I didn't realize how political this podcast was. Very. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so. Well, you know what? Uh, since O'Reilly's out of a job, we're trying to weasel right in there. You know? Boo, yeah, yeah, you got a weasel? What? Yeah, the, uh, Bill O'Reilly. Have you heard of Bill O'Reilly? Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, yeah, I have heard. He's out of a job now. That's yeah. sad. But he's got his own podcast, right? I guess so, to, yeah. Yes. Who are you going to? He was on it the other day. Did he have one already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's, he's making one more, more I, focused on it. Yeah, was, I think instead of doing one a month now, he has a lot more time for it. Oh, yeah, his, it's first, his first yeah. comments that he gave were from his own podcast, which I think is smart, actually. Hmm. Why give anybody else the scoop and you give it to yourself? Right. That's well, where almost all my public comments come out. <laughs> and um, by the way, uh, uh, you know, if you have an intern who's an attractive black woman and you want to call her hot chocolate at Fox News, no dice. In the podcast space, I mean, who's going to stop you? Who's No one's going to stop you. She might so, stop you. Let's tell you. Speaking of little white chocolate, we have Piff the Magic Dragon right here. Good morning. <laughs> so early, guys. So goddamn early. <laughs> well, at least we're all tiling ourselves off at this moment, and that's the important thing. This chocolate we took. We've had our time. In this little sweat box you have here, you can at least left the door open. Yeah. <laughs> um. Guys, so let's just recap. You yeah, go ahead. invited me yes. to this hellhole of a podcast. <laughs> sure. And then you fed me some terrible... You just said... Listener candy, yeah. Have, have any of this sweets. I didn't realize it was listener candy. So I took one which looked like a large sort of like... I don't even know what gelatin-based candy. I thought it was more of a gummy thing. I thought it was a gummy thing. It's yeah, exactly sure, what sure, I thought sure. it was. And then I ate it and it turns out it was not. It was made of wax. There is yeah. a, and I'm now poisoned. There is a box of boogers, which yeah. are straight up gummy. Here's the thing and about package. I think the package is still sealed on that. So you're is this listener water, by the way, or is no. this regular water? <laughs> that is regular, <laughs> water. regular, but you still should try to bite it open. There you go. So that package is sealed. So you're safe with those yeah, boogers. No, most you just inject this. Shit. Most of our stuff <laughs> is, is super injected. safe. <laughs> most of oh well, that's real. Do you know how low profile a murder it would be if they knocked <laughs> off Paul or I from mm-hmm. the podcast world with candy? Yeah. I prefer to call Paul Matt. <laughs> it's much better to call you Matt and Matt than Matt I don't get your name wrong. Yeah, that's fine. That's it's easier. So I've rebranded, this is Matt, and this is fake Matt Donnelly. Okay. Because for a long time, I didn't believe Matt Donnelly existed. That is true. Because was I true. just heard this rumor about this guy called Matt Donnelly, who was, could always... Anytime Piff showed up somewhere, I was not there. Conveniently. Oh, yeah. He had just arrived, or was coming later. Oh. Yeah. Just left, even, or coming later. One of those, yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't, yeah, we couldn't, I couldn't track you down. Um, but uh, so you're touring a shitload still. We have a shit. We, yeah, we have a load of shit, and we tore it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, wow, this got brutal. After, after the sixty thousand dollar torching, you decided poop is cheaper to burn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we tore all over uh, America. Hi chew. It's a Japanese candy. Um, <laughs> no, it's a pass. They taste like soda. You're you're from Singapore. You should like Japanese. No, I'm not. Candy. I'm English as they come. <laughs> now, do you, do you consider yourself to have Singapore roots? Yeah, I'm half Asian. You are. Well, my dad's a qu- my dad's mum is from England, so he's a quarter. Okay. Um, no, he's a half, so I'm a quarter. Got it. Quarter Asian. Yeah. Equation. Equation. You're an equation. 
Um, Jacob ate the candy you threw on the ground. Uh huh. I'm glad we were more on the death of that one. Just, to, uh, just <laughs> let that one just. Glad we, in unison, we just mourned the death of that. <laughs> Horrific. Hey, Johnny. Do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, Good. I'd love to. Great. Let's go. Good morning. It's Peppermint Dragon. It's 4:30 a.m. We just had a delightful run, and we're here. With Matt and Matt from Matt and Matt. And they are going to attempt to pass the next 10 minutes without some horrific jokes we will all regret our birth over. Now, over to Matt with some Mr. Candy that's been thrown in poisoned <laughs> and will kill us all in the next five minutes. God damn it, please open the door. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is delicious. And it was, uh, it's nice knowing you all. <laughs> so long. I like the haichu. Haichu's delicious. Haichu ain't no joke. This is not good. No, this is good. <laughs> we don't even say we have fans. We just say we have listeners. We consider them they're spending time with us to be charitable. So yeah, we, yeah, that's we true. You have listeners. Yeah. Yes. And that's why we don't care. We eat everything because no one wants to yeah. kill someone they're, they're being charitable to. No. Okay. Can somebody send We're us like some orphans. nice snacks? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You Can I offer you some, uh, some listener sent in gravy candy? <laughs> no. That's, that's a bad idea. Although smelling it is an experience. Yeah, that's, that's, smell just, it, just yeah. smell inside the tin. Yeah. It's awful. Mm. <laughs> don't eat it Uh-oh. Uh-oh. you're gonna regret it you're gonna regret it it's horrible it'll be worse than wax oh, oh it is. yes <laughs> I would rather eat words. wax can't be worse than the wax bottles <laughs> <laughs> of all the things of all the plethora of candy we have here you went you for went the gravy, gravy. Candy. well you know this someone had it. to do it oh you're doing he's like a, it. he's doing like a chipmunk very, sampling yeah, of it he's, he's, doing very, like, he's holding very his little paws tentatively not, so, not so, committing for the full mouthful. That's how magic dragons eat candy. <laughs> I see. <laughs> now, oh now I'm grossed out. I'm, whether the gravy candy grosses you out or not, it grosses me out watching you eat it. Oh, it's in. He's committed. Oh, he's going. Oh, he's he's going for it. He's right. on the gravy candy. Okay. I tell you, it starts off better than it, than it finishes. <laughs> Once you get into it for a few seconds, it gets much worse. Um, Fine, guys. All right. See? You are a different person than I am. I find that candy to be awful. Yeah. All right. Well, enjoy. Well, while he's eating candy, Paul, uh, are, yes. w- w- where are you touring now? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh there he oh, found no. it. Oh, there no. he found no. it. No. <laughs> oh, that is the worst kind of magic. <laughs> Let's seal this in a delicious sugar coating. A razor thin sugar coating. Which, what the fuck? Throw, throw, throw the candy in there. Throw the candy in there. Throw the used candy in there. No, I'm not touching that thing again. <laughs> Don't we have people for this? <laughs> no, no. This is in Penn Sunday School. We don't have a staff. In. All right, there you go. That is horrific. Yeah, yes. that's a bad idea. Well, I believe we all warned you. Yeah, you can't, you can't blame us on that one. Well. Would you like a homemade marshmallow to quench your palate? Nothing better than list the candy. Wait, homemade? Oh. <laughs> Guys. I, we've, I just we've like that it. we're not going to make it past the hospitality portion of the show. We're just going to offer you goods <laughs> for the rest of the, rest of the time. You know, Listen, let's get to the real issues of the day, guys. All right, let's get let's get to it. Okay, I'm touring. Yes, etc. You come and see my show. All right, move on. Now, <laughs> now, Matt two. You're so it's fake Matt Donnelly. You're going to be Matt one. Okay, Matt, not your real name, Matt. Two. Sure. Yes. It's going to sure. be Matt Two. Okay. Matt Two. I saw Matt Two in his. Are you still in that show? Fifty Shades mm-hmm. of Perry? It was yes. excellent. Yes. If you're thinking about coming to see Piff the Magic Dragon, I would instead go and see Matt Two in Fifty Shades of Perry. <laughs> Get out of here. 
Get out of here. No. What that, kind of endorsement should we get? That's we super that kind. Our, are we allowed to put that on our posters? Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't go see Piff the Magic Dragon. See no. this Piff instead. Says, Piff says, don't see me. See 50 Shades. No, I said if you were thinking about it. Right? Yeah. Okay. Because they're not, you know, they're not the kind of audience I want. <laughs> <laughs> I want the people who've already bought the tickets. I want the people sitting on the fence. <laughs> Screw those guys. Send them over to Fifty Shades of Grey. Let them be ambivalent about that. Let them come out there going, well, you know, I, I, I gave it a chance, but uh, I didn't have high hopes. And uh, two stars. I was thinking about it. Eh. Uh, hey, you know Jan Reuven? Yes. He's still got four stars on Yelp. <laughs> How is that? Looking, How is looking that, that up right now. How is that possible? Well, oh, great maybe. show. Love the venue. Convicted. Magic tricks were great. Uh, staff were wonderful. Here's a pedophile. Let's take a star <laughs> off of that. Convicted child he is, pornographer. He was convicted of possessing child I'm porn. guessing a couple of those kids <laughs> had fun. <laughs> Like, I'm Five over. stars. I'm over it. No. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna so boost awful. his rating. It's so bad. <laughs> <coughs> so he's the highest. See the highest rated Yelp magician in Probably, Vegas. Yeah, I don't know. Do you get Yelp reviews? Yeah, I, do. I can't stand them. I can't stand all of that sort of. Let's. I don't review my show. Yeah, <laughs> you you don't understand. You don't have an opinion. You don't. You know. <laughs> You don't know enough. You're not an expert on entertainment. You're not an expert. Yeah. You yeah. Just, all you did is paid for a ticket and probably a discount. <laughs> it's just like, I'm not interested in your opinion. It, like, you're, the only thing I care about is it, I'm, I'm, if you like the show, great. Yeah. And come back and see it. That's that's all the review that I need. Yeah. I don't need you to tell me how wonderful it is because although I appreciate those people, yes. for every one of those, there is 20 more others that are... That are out there going, oh, the show was fantastic. Loved all the magic. Piff is really funny. Like, best show I've seen in ages. Chairs were uncomfortable. One star. It's just like... <laughs> guys, I think it was a little rundown. There are some things out of some my control. And running you... a casino mm-hmm. is one of them. Casino was, so sm- <laughs> casino was smoky on the way in. Exactly. Yeah. Parking was tricky. Uh, minus one star. <laughs> it's just like... I, I genuinely appreciate you coming I genuinely appreciate you spending the money I genuinely appreciate you coming back even if you hated the show I appreciate you for trying it yeah but for I just let's just shut the whole thing down <laughs> all of those I, let's lose all of those five star reviews because we've got to get rid yeah. of this entitlement that gives you like oh three stars it was like yeah. you know yeah not my well that's the problem with any of those right if you, if you take the good ones you have to take the bad ones the good news is... Uh, yeah, Piff- I didn't ask for either of them. No. That's the no. real problem. Yeah. <laughs> the good news is Piff the Magic Dragon is currently rated higher than Jan Ruven. Oh, All good. Right. On Yelp. You have, you have uh, higher what, ratings what than Jan Ruven. What age group? <laughs> 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 oh, wait. Can you find... What are some of Piff's lower reviews? Can you find them? That's what I'm looking for right now. Don't go if you want to go. <laughs> Find find a. Why don't you start the five star reviews? Find the uh, Jan yeah, Ruven's. We'll end with that. We'll leave that taste to people's mouths. Jan Ruven's ball review. pit. That's the one that we want to review. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here's a, hey, up. do you know what? Do you know what Jan Ruven's last Facebook post was? No. Sounds like a joke. It isn't. Sounds like the greatest set to a joke, which it is, but it's also factually true. <laughs> so his last Facebook post was um, a picture. It's like a selfie. He's in his car. He's wearing sunglasses, and he's driving to a school. <laughs> Which is an elementary school. Oh, no! And uh, his emotion is feeling pumped. (laughs) And that stayed up for weeks and weeks and weeks because you don't get access to your Facebook page anymore. Right. But finally his defense lawyer was like, Jesus, 
get this the fuck down. You know, give what? me a chance. Jan Reuven had a show really for the pop. listeners who don't know. Jan Reuven had a show at the Tropicana. Yeah, he originally had a show at the Riviera yes. called Jan Reuven's Illusions. Yes, and he actually originally started doing Fremont Street uh, magic. He Did also, he really? He also was at uh, as the, like in, the, in the, on the band venues. He wasn't doing okay. it on the street. Oh, right. he was what doing was that it? little side place over there by con- c- Convention Center? Uh, it was there for a hot Chuck minute. Cheese. It was like Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. It got torn down. Oh, I Nobody can't knows. the name of the place. The Frontier? No, sorry. Okay. Sorry. The cat's up. I don't know it what it is. It starts with a C. But, Thanks, uh, Matt, too. Uh, you, you got it. The Chicken Muck Chicken. I mean, <laughs> I'm here for the random don't, don't know. I got to tell you, I, no, I, listen, I used to dream of opening a, a, a show on the strip like you. Now I just open. I dream of opening a Chick-fil-A. People can't oh, stop yeah. talking about it. God, yeah, really. People Man, just do not stop talking about Chick-fil-A. Well, that was oh, Jade's yeah. dream to there. open a Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Uh, we have a two-star review here for Piff the Magic Dragon. Can we focus on Yam <laughs> I was in the middle of a Yam story. This two-star review right. only talks about the seating. Yeah. It does not mention the show. <laughs> it only talks about the seating. This is what I deal with. It is a long, it's a long review. And it's I a, kid it's you a not, paragraph long I, review. I kid you, this, guys, I'm not making this up. That seating has been specifically designed to make you uncomfortable after 70 minutes. <laughs> right. Get you back out onto the casino floor. Right. That is not my department, guys. I cannot help you. That's the way uh, McDonald's design their uh, chairs and benches and menu. <laughs> and menu yeah the food is meant to get you out the fucking door oh god gonna leave you oh gotta go gotta minutes. go <laughs> so you need more of it listen so Jan Reuven had a show at the Riviera called yes. Jan Reuven's Illusions then yes. he moved to the Tropicana where he needed to rebrand so he did a show called Jan Reuven's New Illusions yes <laughs> and we put in a phone call to the person who is currently storing Jan Reuven's uh, illusions to ask whether they could oh, purchase good. them to open Piff the Magic Dragon's old illusions <laughs> at the Tropicana. <laughs> <laughs> and the ten's getting free. <laughs> uh, well, the Jan Reuven stuff, it, it actually hits, it hits, it hits, it hits home here. Why? Uh, SJ was in Rock Vault. Oh, yeah, right. And Rock Vault right. was splitting the, uh, the rent over there. And so when Jan Reuven got, uh, well, they what's got it the called? Axe. Arrested? Uh, what's the word I'm when, looking for? Uh, when his home was raided by federal agents. Yeah. Oh, I think geez. that's what you're looking for. Put in jail for being a danger to the world. Uh, <laughs> Rockfall was on the hook for the full rent. Yeah, of, they're, uh, the yeah, cost of their show doubled. And so that's why they're not there anymore. He's that's... responsible for many things. Many, yeah. many crimes. It's one of the few stories you can talk about the Tropicana and a rental agreement, and the Tropicana's not the worst person you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> The greatest story about this the, is, hey, few. can you look up, there's a documentary that's just come out on Netflix about magicians. Can you, Jake, can you look up the full title? Because I can't remember what it is. Uh, it's a title to be magic documentary. It's called Magician's Life in the Impossible or something. Is that what it's called? He's signing into Netflix. Let's see a second here. You could have Googled it. You never have to sign hey, right. Netflix. We can, we can Google it. Well, now you're going to Google it now. You could have just signed into Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, choose your weapon. Make up your mind. Um, so there was there's this documentary called Magicians Something or Other, and it is Magicians' Life in the Impossible. There are, I, I remembered it. Right, he was right. So Magicians' Life in the Impossible. It follows the life of five magicians, and it is the most profoundly de- depressing <laughs> window into the life of any performer, let alone magicians. And it, I watched it and wanted to get out of magic and also <laughs> laugh quite quickly. I mean, it really is, you know, one, caused the career change. One guy is like, you know, he gets married and is divorced by the end of the show. Oh. Another guy starts living in a literal castle. Wait, do you know and, that Jan Reuven is in this documentary? Yeah, Jacob, That's... why do you think I'm telling this story? <laughs> okay, I, did, I just saw that. You, you stick to Googling and remain silent. <laughs> I can't believe you just Goudot his story. Oh, my God. <laughs> totally just Goudot his story. So... 
The, another guy, he lives Thanks, in an actual... Co- oh. You want to go to an ice cream social? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. Good morning, it's Piff the Man and Dragon. It's 4.24 in the morning. We've just come back from a 20-kilometer run. It was just like 20 miles, but we didn't have that much energy. <laughs> Thankfully, the door shut, so we're sweating all this blood out. I'm here with Matt 1 and Matt 2. You might remember them from shows they've done. Also, Jacob, who is now no longer able to talk or contribute in any meaningful way other than continuously playing this introduction. Today's topic is uh, stories which will be interrupted with the punchline halfway through. <laughs> There's right. a guy, he lives in a literal castle, right? Three weeks later, he's in a one bedroom, he's in a studio flat with three dogs that all look like they're about to die on him. It's just the it's just the most depressing, depressing view of magic. However, in any documentary, you can't have five characters who are all heading down the toilet, can you? Right, that's you not. You have a good... to have one story of otherwise hope, you just one watch... shining beacon, <laughs> one guiding light to show that maybe there is a reason to get into magic after all. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Jan Rubin, who moves from his illusion show at the Riviera that got blew up. They literally blew up that hotel. It's one way to get rid of the DNA evidence. (laughs) To to the Tropicana. To the Tropicana. And it ends with him driving down the strip in his fancy car and huge Las Vegas hotel going, I'm living the dream. Hashtag feeling pumped. Just attaching candy to a fishing pole and just casting out of the window. The best thing is, they, the people who made this documentary... Tra- dragging a Snickers down the strip. The, the people who made this documentary are obviously so, so just gutted. That even oh. their guiding light went because yeah. they were obviously going. Goddamn, magic is the most depressing career of all time. Yeah. At least we've got Jan Ruven. All the revelations of Jan Ruven came out before this was at, before this, you know, oh, before, before it was released. released. So it's so they to could the have end? done. Did they do a post mortem? That's on what it? they should have done. No, and yet they couldn't. They, they couldn't bring themselves <laughs> to acknowledge that the one horse they hitched themselves to <laughs> was Jan Ruven's new illusions. <laughs> they were like. All right. Well, let's just we could fix the ending of this film, or we could just say this film was finished and put the date on it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Seal it like a, like a go, carton of milk. In 2016, yeah, was convicted of 19 counts of child molestation. They just couldn't bring themselves, so they were tapping it out, going, "Oh, guys, let's just leave it out." And time let's will pass. Back. Let's go revisit that one bedroom apartment with the three dogs oh, and see God. if everything had like a <laughs> time will pass. Kind of like a new microwave or and something. And you know they oh, rang up all four other of the other magicians going, Hey, has anything good happened in your life? Because <laughs> we're in a bit of a quandary here. Yeah, I was like, I just made shift supervisor at Starbucks. Uh yeah. Mm. No, lost lost two of the dogs to uh, <laughs> to, a, to, to a hideous rabies infestation. <laughs> and I've got it too, I've got weeks to live. I'm- <laughs> My, my magic assistant's been kidnapped. Is now in sex trafficking in Russia. Oh God! So uh, yeah, that's, that's that's good. We'll use that. Yeah, yeah. we'll go with that. You go, so you've gone solo. <laughs> Great. Uh, we're gonna run with it. Uh, this guy never called you to make a film. Me? <laughs> you didn't make it in the documentary. I didn't make it in. Thank God. Yeah, it sounds like everybody was cursed. Well. Everybody's yeah, they literally all start off doing really well, and then it just they oh. literally just tank and tank and castle tank. to one bedroom. That's oof. but you you've never wanted to be anything else. Then what? A magician. Yes, I have. What do you want to be? Being a magician. I know you hate it, but you didn't, I didn't think you had any other way. Like, no, I didn't have any other, other options. Right, that's... that's a different thing from what I wanted. <laughs> other options. <laughs> what the... Did you have specific options that you wanted? 
Uh, yeah, any sort of job that would pay my way <laughs> without having to subject myself to going around like a poor alternative to a canopy at any, at any function. Good evening, would you like to see a car trick? Good evening, would you like to see eight years of my loneliness? No, thank you. I think probably the, the strangest drawback to getting into magic is that it's easy to make some money. Like no, if, a lot of money. It's like stripping. Yeah. It's easy to make a lot of money in magic. You know, you yeah. can do... I mean, I guess everyone has their own relative opinions of what a lot of money is. But, you know, you can go as a close-up magician for 500 bucks a night. Yeah. Now, as a comic, you know, with, like, years under your belt, you're lucky to get 100, 150 a night. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you've got these magicians out there, and then they're taking tricks off the shelf. There's a trick you, uh, you can buy off the shelf called the Invisible Deck. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest card trick ever invented. You name any playing card... And that playing card is upside... There's a one card, only one card that's upside down in the deck. And all you do is you take out and you show that. There's no moves to it. It looks incredible. You know, it's completely impossible. There's no explanation for that. The method is so clever that you couldn't possibly backtrack it. Mm-hmm. You can learn it in three to four minutes at best. <laughs> then you can go out to a gig, perform that one trick, you know, with a little bit of patter. You know, like you. Yeah. Only, if there are three hundred people there, you've only got three minutes to spend with each people, mm-hmm. each right. person. So you can do that one trick all night. Do like people will genuinely say, "Oh my god, you're the best magician I've ever seen," <laughs> <laughs> and you will come away with five hundred dollars in your pocket, thinking you're the best magician they've ever they've ever seen. And of course, they must know because they're on Yelp. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're opening up Matt Donnelly's magic magic uh, little castle, new illusion. Yeah, <laughs> one singular new illusion. The illusion. So, so magic's magic's very bad for this. It, it, like, and in the UK and in London especially, like the market got flooded by all these close-up magicians out there, and they're all like, you know, ex-car salesmen or ex-marketing perfect people good. who, you know, they know how to market and sell a product. Yeah, and that is not that conducive to driving forward a dead art. Yeah. You know, right now the first season of Fool Us was in Britain, mm. in the UK, as they say, right? Is there a yeah, difference? they say both of those things. No, it's the same kind of. I mean, it's what the do same you thing. Yeah, you. I yeah. don't know. You tell me. I just don't want to step. In, I just don't want to step on your toes. You know what I mean? All right. What, 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 the first season of Fool Us was shot in England. Okay, the first season was shot in Britain, England, UK. Just say, <laughs> you specifically asked me which one I wanted. I chose one, and then you completely went the other way. Uh, sorry, I apologize. Which one did you choose? England. I chose go fuck yourself. <laughs> did you That's know? How many choice. of those magicians did you know? <laughs> oh, God. I tell you, the smartest thing I ever did in my career yeah. is getting a dog. Because when you have a dog, yeah. um, you get your own dressing room. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And I kid you not, we were doing that show. And it was like, I think I knew all the magicians who were doing that episode yeah. of me. And they were all in one room psyching, you know, psyching each other out. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, making each other far more nervous than they ever needed to be. And uh, so I was just in my room, in my private dressing room, or Mr. Pibbles, I was sharing Mr. Pibbles' <laughs> private dressing room. <laughs> with, you know, it's me and my brother, load of snacks, telling jokes and like, you know, passing the time until we went on. So I went on were the like... the snacks from fans or were they... Just no, they were... They were <laughs> They were gig supplied snacks. Gig supplied snacks. So you trust, like a, you trust gig supplied snacks over fan snacks. Yeah. Homemade okay. marshmallow? It's like I trust restaurant food over homemade snacks. True, yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. But uh, who can say? Uh, <laughs> and life the experience. experience. The so, okay, so the, the, PA, the PA for the show comes in 
with with snacks, but says like, "Oh, Piff, I'm a huge fan." Do you then not eat the snacks? <laughs> Would you pass on the snacks? Well, no, because they didn't know who I was at that stage. Okay. okay. So they went shopping for snacks before they knew you were there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But say you're there and you're like, oh, there's if no... There's no if he suddenly takes that bag of snacks, puts it behind his back, <laughs> brings out another bag of snacks at that moment, Brown do you paper still bag. eat those snacks? I'd eat those snacks. <laughs> okay, I just okay. don't feel like anyone's going to that much effort. <laughs> Whereas, whereas when you get a cake yeah. which has got your face on it, you know they went to their effort. You know yes. the evidence is in front of you, and you know the extra effort of coming in it is not that much more. It's say, like I've already spent the last two hours. You know there's fluid in this. his face. Uh, like just like jacking off in it is not going to take that much t- extra time. Two more minutes. Yeah, it's like I've already made the ice, the frosting. Might as well. This will be the second time I've come on Piff's face. <laughs> be great. Okay, so I fool us that you didn't have to share a dressing room where everybody psyched each other out. Yeah, exactly. Um, did you know a lot of the magicians on there? Is I, know, small I knew world? all of them, yeah. I think I knew all of them. And, um, you know, it's a strange show. I mean, it's stranger. You know, nowadays it seems to be like people want competition shows. So you get uh, America's Got Talent, you get uh, Fool Us. And you look at what the other people are doing and you go, what the hell is your problem? What, what, what do you think you're doing? What do you think? No, it's what is your problem, but what, what is your plan? Yeah. This Almost is the most crazy idea you've ever had. Any Anyone, because I did, would do uh, the interview prep for right. Fool Us uh, with Allison. So like uh, anyone who uh, was in their 30s tried something else. So they were magicians up until blank age and they decided, you know what? I want to be an actor. You know what? I want to open a restaurant. Well, they started as a magician. Yeah. Were they, really? Yeah, well, they, they, you know, like, they, they, anyone who's older kind of, like, goes through this moment of panic, you know, where they're, they're making, they're, they're tired of working birthday parties or something like that, right? And so they try to go to do anything else, and they realize that, like, it's so much easier to make money doing magic than it is to, to do well, other yeah, things. Well, and we have this problem. We, you know, there are some times when we work on a magic trick, and we don't have time. You know, yeah. we don't have time to work. We, um, you know, we have a very busy schedule and we need the problem to be fixed. So we'll say to a magician, can you work on this problem for us? And they will come back charging thousands and thousands of dollars for bullshit. Right. Just common sense. And usually it ends up with them telling me something and me improving their method and then send them go, okay, great. And then handing me an invoice. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> yeah, I think magicians are sort of one of the more untitled members of show business. You also talk openly about this. Most magicians don't, which is that like magicians help each other out. They give each other stuff. Right. Well, most magicians are trying to hide behind the fact that they're, you know, or they're at least trying to keep the, they, they get confused between not telling people how tricks are done. Right. Because that spoils it. Right. It's, that's the only reason to not tell people how tricks, you know. <laughs> they, it, they literally just ruins magic. It's just yeah. like, oh, you go, yeah, hey, you told somebody how tricks done. Their reaction is not, wow, that's incredible. Wow, that's an amazing amount of thought and preparation has got into that. They just go, oh. <laughs> oh, well, is that it? It's like, yeah, so. Um, yeah, you're right. They're almost angry when they hear the. So there's no reason just, to There's just them. some guy takes the thing and runs around backstage and brings it to the other side. <laughs> exactly, and that's yeah. it. Whatever you think is happening is probably happening. <laughs> it's just you don't believe anyone would like go to that much effort. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they get confused it. between that and then their character of, of a magician thinking that people actually think <clears throat> they have magic powers or, you know, whatever or some. Even like they're actually more socia- sociably accepted than they 
previously were when they weren't magicians. It's just like they get confused. It's like both of them are bullshit. The trick right. is bullshit, and the fact that you pretend to be a magician is bullshit. So um, they just—I don't know what I was going to say. Oh, why? But you're the only one who talks openly about. Oh about. yeah, right. So I'm happy to be like. You know, I, I yeah, paid we someone have to, get to figure that out. Done. I'm yeah. not going to tell you how it works because that would ruin it. Yeah. But um, yeah, we paid people to get that, but it's all just a web of bullshit. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. How often do you try to change tricks up in your show? We change a lot. Um, we, we well, you changed up your whole show to do a Christmas one. You did a yeah, right. Christmas we just show. did a Christmas show, yeah, yeah. Um, and we're out with a new tour at the moment. Okay, so that's all new material. We're, okay, so that's so front to back, it's all new. Yeah, we're just about to change out the finale now. Mm. So then that that be, be the last thing because we change it out in increments. But you're performing like every day. So what we do? We just you you swap. You built it like piece by piece. Yeah, yeah. So we're working. So like I just had a trick. I just I just had. Um, uh, I was just having lunch with Penn and I just showed him a magic trick I was working on oh cool so do you yeah. like it yeah I loved it and so that's going to go in and yeah, that's the trick I've been working for like three months and then what? why so some magicians don't change anything out ever you know yeah which is probably sensible <clears throat> that's what I was going to say because you're not you haven't like <laughs> have you packaged your old stuff did you put it out as a special no, we're, we're as a about DVD to put it, we're going to put it out as a special in the oh, you next are. year so, okay yeah so and it's, so when when that's out we don't we want to be Having material that's already done two, three hundred shows. Oh, that's I mean, yeah, I mean, because yeah. I, 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 I'm only relating from comedian standpoints. Like, yeah, once, you don't want to be the, out there with the special new comes out, then you don't. Yeah, then right. you don't do that anymore. Yeah, you want to be out there with your worked in new material as right. opposed to your. Oh, guys, here's a good. And the other thing with magic is it takes years. It takes like literally two years to get a good bit. There right. was something that I've been working on with Mr. Piffles uh, drawing pictures. Yeah. Um, and I came up with that idea in 2012. Mm. Oh wow! And now it's just, it's now it's like the first trick we do, and it's killing. But it's literally like it was three years of it not killing. Mm. And did, did you? Was it... You could say I'm terrible at magic. <laughs> like it might, it might take some, it way. might take someone else two months. That's but another way of looking at that. <laughs> the evidence would point that way. Um, your friendship with Penn and Teller, yeah, it had it has to be strange to you at least, or was it at least at one point, right? I'm sure you didn't think I'm going to go on the game show. I'm going to hit off with these guys and we'll be able to like hang out all the time. No, because I believe if I'd have been thinking like that, I would have made them a fan cake. And, um, <laughs> uh, I, I believe they would have eaten it. I'm positive. Eaten it? Yeah, Knowing you jerked off it, I'm positive they would have eaten it. <laughs> I can guarantee they would have eaten it. No, no doubt. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Teller certainly would have eaten it immediately. Penn would have waited until you told him that you jacked off in it and then he would have eaten it. Well, in other words, like if you could like go back in time to you before you're on Fool yeah. and say, no, oh, I was thinking of a new trick, so I went and had lunch with Penn and showed it to him and he liked it, so it's going to go in. That's I mean, kind of crazy to say, isn't it? It is, and that's obviously great. But the thing that I can't get around is, you know, we I did America's Got Talent or whatever yeah. the other shows is, and then literally millions of people have seen it. Literally millions and millions and millions and millions of people <laughs> have seen my act, know who I am, and, you know, we can, you know, I, I walk around sometimes, whatever I'm doing, doing the yeah. press or filming a little video somewhere in the dragon outfit and people are coming up to me going, oh my God, Piff, da, da, da. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing that freaks me out because I can't, uh, like, I can't imagine that many people. Yeah. Yeah, oh, oh, it's the it's scope. It's just something you can't get your head yeah. around. Yeah. yeah. I just can't imagine it's it. It's a lot. Uh, now, by now, losing America's Got Talent, you can't give a shit about that, right? 
I mean, you lost out on a million dollars. Well, that's his, that's his tagline at this point. Yeah, but I also intentionally set out to lose. Yeah. Right. So if I gave a shit, it would be quite ironic. <laughs> yeah, we, I just, um, so I did the, I did a couple of rounds. Yeah. And with the intention of trying to get to the finals. And then I saw that I had the opportunity to get to the finals. So immediately worked on what was the best way to crash and burn in the finals. And the original idea was to um, do one of those tricks where you disappear from somewhere and reappear somewhere else. Uh-huh. And so to be rehearsing it with them, because it's live, yeah. rehearsing it, and then rehearsals actually reappear, and then in the actual show, um, disappear out the back, you know, run out the back of the theatre and just have a cardboard cutout saying Pippa's <laughs> left the building. <laughs> and um, and that, so that was what I was going to so do. So you, you were, at, it's not like you hoped you'd lose, you were determined to lose no, the final. Ter- You're setting funny, it up. Nothing funny about winning. Okay, but the, as a the, comedian, that is nothing. There's nothing funny about winning a. Was there anything more to it? Like, was there is there an agreement you have with NBC if you win or something like along those lines? Uh, I think I did think that 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 would have been a problem at the time, but in retrospect, that wouldn't have been a problem because they were great to me on that show. Okay, so that that wouldn't have been an issue. I was just purely from the point of. You know, this character should never win anything. Hmm. I mean, it's sort of the worst thing that can happen. I mean, if anybody from from Fool Us all the way through America's Got Talent to any other appearance you've done, what people love is that you are you are that character through and through. You are Piff the Magic Dragon. Through right, because there was another guy on the original season of Pen and, of Fool Us. Yeah, who I don't know whether you remember this guy. He's um, played this Cuban character. Yes. And did a whole trick in this Cuban character. The cam- the trick stopped and he was like, oh, hi, I'm Gary. I'm from Portsmouth or something. Yeah. yeah and it yeah. was like, uh, what just happened? Right. This is the worst decision you made. Ever. <laughs> oh, so he did, he did the whole round the as whole this character, character and then broke character at and the end. And then for the judging, mm. just was it. Not broke character. Because broke done. character implies that it's like you're switching in and out. Right, right. Yeah. Just like it's done. He was done. Yeah. He was like, done with well, the bit and now he's, he's going to talk. That's not funny. Right, right. So... Yeah, so I thought so, and and just you know, any character who's trying to get somewhere, you never want them to get. You know, you never want them to get the goal. You know, in yeah. comedy, you never want to get the right, thing. right. Yeah, winning and is not funny. That's one of the only things. So, so in this, yeah, I was like, obviously, that winning was was um, never going to be an option. But then what happened was they were so nice to me on the show that I began to feel bad about my secret plan. Okay. Um, because it would have, you know, like would have caused them problems. It would have so, been embarrassing. So I said to them, "Hey, listen, I don't, I really don't want to win the show." And they went, "Yeah," and they were like, "Yeah, whatever." And I was like, "No, I'm serious. I don't want to win the show, and all I want to do is get to the finals and then find a good way to leave." Mm. And um, and uh, one of them was going to be, uh, you know, me going, "Thank you very much," and you know, doing a trip where I borrowed eight dollars and then say, "Thank you very much," and then it just. The camera follows me as I get in a taxi and, you know, pay uh, Las Vegas, please. Eight bucks, you know, and, and go home. Um, and they and they said, and they were absolutely right. They said, the thing is, people care so much about this show that you'll make people angry if you, if you leave because it will be like all their support meant nothing to you, you know. Uh-huh. And that's very true. And, and the only reason I ever shown out the Flamingo the only reason I can tour all over the country is because it's incredible support that we had from um, people yeah. in America. Yeah. You know, which was amazing that, that people took took this act to heart. And they were correct about that. And I was like, okay, that's a good point. I need to rethink this. So I did this act in the third round, in the third round where I had four boxes hanging from a ceiling. And I yes. said, inside one of the boxes is Mr. Piffles. And the other three boxes contain the hopes and dreams of Mr. Piffles. In other words, they're empty. 
Then we let Harry Mandel choose a box. He destroyed all three of the bo- all three of the boxes. Opened up the last box. Mr. Pills was safe and sound. People got very upset. Heidi Klum stormed up to me after the show. She said, "Why would you put Mr. Pills in a box?" I said, "Heidi, it's a magic trick. It's not really in a box, Heidi. Which, it's a magic trick." If I can bring us back around to Yelp, working working because the because uh, uh, Piff and I worked together at Rose Rabbit Lie, mm-hmm. and. Uh, my favorite Yelp reviews that I've ever seen were the people that would give Vegas Nocturne at Rose Rabbit Lie one star because they hated that Mr. Piffles was being mistreated. Yeah, because I'd break his leg and, and yeah, shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Have and a gun yeah. pointed at his face and someone would pull the trigger. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where... And people would just put the, the greatest reviews out there, just anger, just yeah. dripping with anger. Yeah. That I mean, he would, he would take people... a dog and put him in a box and kick it around. Right. Yeah, people, it's like that is. It's got to be different to have the a Yelp review versus Heidi Klum mad at you over a dog, yeah. right? So I said to Heidi, so magic, and she was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh okay. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then, so she. Now, in her defense, yeah. we actually redid this magic trick. So the trick I did in the show always got great reactions. Yeah. And we redid it. We made the method about 400% better. Ah. And when we were rehearsing, people were getting. We were rehearsing. People were. I came down from rehearsal. People were seriously angry at me. I'm like, what is their problems? And I realized it was because I've been throwing boxes around, kicking them, yeah. throwing them up on stage, and then ripping them open and pulling a dog out of it. And it just looked so impossible, <laughs> mm-hmm. just because we'd improved the method so much. Right. So in offense, it really did look like there was a dog in a box. Right. You know. But I was like, what do you think I'm going to do? Like, you know, open the box. He's dead. Yeah. Good night, America. <laughs> Come and see us in Vegas. You got barrels of chihuahuas out there. <laughs> So we knew that, um, that... I just love that so much. We, we knew that uh, the way to America's wrath was through um, the uh, putting Mr. Piffles in, um, in dangerous predicaments. Oh, okay. So that's how you... you that's so, that was your out for the finale was if yeah, I should so, do something so Mr. Piffles. We, so we do something Mr. Piffles. We'll shoot him out of a can and everyone will, no one will vote for us. It'll be fine. Yeah. Now, what actually happened was um, we shot him out of a cannon and he ricocheted off a, off a hoop. <laughs> and and then was kicked brutally off stage, and then when the and then came in as a robot and died, and then I stood next, covered the robot with a sheet. But I don't know whether you ever these shows are so difficult to do. You get an hour and a half rehearsal, yeah. and it was a ten camera live shoot. Right, that is a lot of information to be dealing with. Right, and I was standing about a foot away from where I should be standing, so the audience just saw my assistant come behind the curtain and switch the robot for. You know, the real Mr. Yeah, the real dog. Right. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't have to worry about shooting a can anyway. That did us in. <laughs> People saw the trick, yeah. Yeah. But then, so, um, so you know, so the next day they're doing the final, the, 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 they're uh, doing the results. And I was standing next to Paul Zerden, who went on to win. Yeah. And we're doing the rehearsal. You're doing the rehearsal day. And he turned around to me at one point and was like, oh, I don't think I want to actually win this thing, do I? And I was like, no shit, Sherlock. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit late for you now, son, isn't it? Um, And in the finals, it was down to me and Paul. And and it's like, and the person going through is, and Paul Zerden is like, Paul Zerden, Paul Zerden, Paul Zerden. And I'm like, Paul Zerden, Paul Zerden, Paul Zerden. (laughs) And they say Paul Zerden, and I'm like, yes, good night, America. Uh, And I was out, and the next day back doing shows at the Flamingo. Yeah. You know, now I've got like, you know, there is that time afterwards when it's like, 
when you know you're not sure what's going to happen right over that next sort of six months when i was like oh man i really should have tried to win it blah blah like you went through you know, moments of self-doubt i definitely thought oh that i shouldn't have done this but uh it was the greatest thing that's ever happened and uh we broke crazy records coming out of that um, well and no offense to paul but his show opened and closed it opened and closed yeah yeah and we're still at flamingo a year and a half later yeah yeah um and you're you're next to another magician who did win America's Got Talent different season. Yeah, Max. Yeah. yeah, which is just funny because you guys are right next to each other. So one advertises winner of America's Got Talent. Well, a few, a few did. Loser. But, uh, Matt America's did. Got. Terry Fater used to. Yeah. And Paul Zerdin did as well. Yeah. Winner of America's Got Talent. And yeah. I was just like, it's much better to be the loser of America's Got Talent. <laughs> I agree. I so agree. Uh, that's been our tagline for a while. And you like intimate environments, right? Like the Flamingo Room is such a great room comedically. Yeah, I also the seating, like the financial the seats rewards little... of large environments. I mean, let's not let's not make it too much about. Yeah, I've turned down a thousand seat room on a regular <laughs> basis. Yeah. I'm saying no. I want to stick to my two hundred seats. No, I, I happen to like intimate rooms, yeah. But um, I wouldn't say no to a thousand seat. Now this is the no, no, no. But you toured Bugsy uh, Theater, right? This is the yeah. yeah this is this is where the uh, Second City show was, right? Yeah, was yeah. That No one cares about that, Paul. But yeah, yeah. you were <laughs> in that show. Yeah, you were in that. I didn't know you were in that. show. I know, I know yeah. Jason today. You're, you're on the you're wall. Game, buddy. Yeah. I know. Oh, I'm, I'm still there a little bit. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah, they haven't cleaned. Hilarious. Actually, eight years ago, they haven't. Yeah, it's not been that long. Vegas time, but there there are <laughs> cities, clean that off. There are cities you've gone to. You've played a comedy club like twenty nights in a row. So my manager said to me at one point when I was first with him, which is when I was doing the show at the Cosmo, which is mm. two thousand and thirteen fourteen. He said to me, um, and he said, "I've got clients who play comedy clubs and make two million dollars a year." And I said, "Bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> that, my friend, is bullshit. But it turns out when you cross a certain threshold in comedy. You go from making zero money, mm-hmm. you know, literally paying to work there, mm-hmm. to taking a lot of the door. So okay. then it becomes financially rewarding to do like 10 nights in a comedy club or whatever it is, okay. as opposed to doing one night in a theater or whatever. Because oh, of the overhead. Because of the overheads and, you know, there's no union costs and all that sort of stuff. Okay. Right. So we played a lot of theater, a lot of comedy clubs. We still do play a lot of comedy clubs and we're sort of transitioning now into theaters. Okay. So you want to make the move? Yeah. Just because just we want to be in Vegas more. We're yeah. going to do, um, we just, um, when does this come out? It's a Thursday. Oh, well, I can't tell you this, Ben. <laughs> oh, it's too early? Okay. It's too early, but we've got oh. an announcement about staying in Vegas. So. Oh, excellent. Oh, good. Yeah. So, um, we're just coming out Oh, soon. we would have been able to just wave our fingers at Johnny Katz and everybody else in town. Oh. We could have had a big scoop. We could have had a real legit Vegas scoop. I mean, yeah. Call us and we'll tag it in here. Right. I don't care. No. We don't care. No. <laughs> Do more work, Paul? No, thanks. No, you're right. If, we, yeah, if right. you just gave us something on a silver well, platter, I mean, fantastic. Right. But to, to, We've got the scoop. We know. That's fine. You got the scoop. It's happening. Uh, Will you, I like will that you, Paul's idea was for me to do more work too. Will you, will you? Most of my ideas are other people do more work. Can you promise to make your next announcement on this podcast? <laughs> your next big announcement? I was just in a movie. You were? Yeah. What movie? You can make that announcement. I can't tell you. All right. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So when that comes out, you'll. Know, I was playing the role of Piff the Magic Dragon. I, I okay. was going to say. They you, wrote a part for me in the movie, and I've got to say, it was a, a tough audition process. <laughs> Uh, I've got to answer the last you two. Know, you, <laughs> they had some I, other people in mind. You, you Thankfully, laugh, the other guy I know, got a job. I know plenty. Uh, I know plenty of guys who've lost the audition of playing themselves. Oh in yeah, movie. I know plenty of guys <laughs> yeah. that too. Um, yeah, so is it a big movie? Uh, no, no, I don't know. Okay, I, don't know. I mean, it's, 
And, and so I don't, I don't want to. I'm not trying to corner you here. So, but out in Los Angeles, like a big production company. No, I went to LA. Uh, no, okay. that's, that's exactly what you said, which would make no sense. My reply. I went to London. I don't know why I said LA. <laughs> Jacob's now just reading his text messages. He's lost the will. Totally to tuned out. Totally done. Just, uh, oh. Yeah, so that's a little scoop for you. Nice. Oh, there you go. That's exciting. Did you like playing yourself in a movie? Did you find it hard? No, I got. I mean, I don't know why people want to be actors. Okay. I understand theater acting. That's a lot of fun. I've done that in the past. Right. But like movie acting, it's literally like here are three lines. Yeah. Now repeat these over the next four hours while we move the cameras in 12 different positions. Right. It's the easy. First of all, it's the easiest job in the world. Yeah. Second of all, it's the most boring, tedious job in the world. And you're treated like with kid gloves. Like, you, you know, like, yeah. oh, like, would you like to be taken back to your trailer now? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can walk. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Um. So, but you want to do TV shows? Yeah, I want to do TV shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you like the difference—a little bit of a different pace to, to making a TV show. Well, I don't have the choice. Oh, you just want to do TV show. I want to do TV show. You know, I don't have yeah. a choice. But I have to make TV. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Is there gonna be a Piff show? Yeah, we're making we're uh, pitching a Piff sitcom as we speak. I love yeah. that idea. Did you ever see the Charmings? Um, <laughs> the what? The Charmings. What's the Charmings? Very short-lived one-season sitcom. Basically about Snow White and Prince Charming living in suburbia with a magic mirror, a, a little person living with them as like a jester. Paul just wants you to remake this show for <laughs> you. He, he doesn't care what your idea is. He wants you to remake this show that he made. Well, it, it would fit in. It would, you know, the, 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 world of, the world of Piff would be kind of like the Charmings. Which is, as we've discussed, the world of magic in Las Vegas is, is you know, big enough. But they put a magic dragon in there. Yeah. And uh, the whole thing sort of comes to life. Especially when the magic dragon is a straight man through which you see all the other yes. craziness. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's the show that we're... Pitching and, I like um, that idea. Yeah, I think I'm really excited about Do that. Do you need a writer? Um, Do you need two? That's, we need three yeah. writers. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> two writers All and a sound LA. guy. Do you, do you need a sound guy? <laughs> we need three writers from LA, but yes, thank All you. All represented yes. and packaged by my agency, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Welcome to show business, bitches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so... Uh, that's awesome. That's what we can do. All right, and the, the new tour. Where, where do people want to? Uh, where, where do people want to learn about you? Uh, they can go to piffmagicdragon.com. Piffmagicdragon.com. Yeah. Let's talk about what Paul and I really want to talk about. Yes. Okay. Which is the Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, that's <laughs> all I want to talk about. And it really is the greatest computer game that's ever come out. I mean, I'm totally on board with this. Talking like three hundred. What is it? Three hundred fifty dollars, maybe. To, I mean, to get the system, to get and the, the system, and but the all you're buying it for is that one game, right? Because that's the only it's game that's everything. out right now. But it's all you need, Matt. Homemade no. marshmallow. Mm. How I deep just, are you now, hours you. wise? Oh, I don't know because the thing I refuse to complete it. Yeah, I, I have any been sort it of distraction, any sort of side quest. Oh, my cousin Florian has <laughs> left his marbles all over the country. <laughs> Can you search for nine thousand and forty-two marbles? They're buried in very deep, secret places. Mm-hmm. You're just gonna have to swish at grass for twelve. <laughs> To 12 to 15 days of your life no problem I'm on it <laughs> exactly. anything to get me anything to stop me going to that final quest it's exactly right it's exactly right my wife she, every time she sees me playing it she's like you're gonna be so sad when this game ends I'm, I'm like gonna be, it's never gonna end it's never gonna I'm end I'm just gonna keep playing yeah I've, I've I love, gotten I love that they have denial rounds you know like, you know you know. You don't, now, you keep going have you, how many Kurok seeds have you got I have I have currently collected I just crossed a hundred tonight uh, last night, but I've got more than that because I've you I've spent some. No, no, but so, it says when you press start. Oh yeah, the count. I'm, I'm thinking it's around 140, wow, 130, 140. 
So let me tell you. I'm going to tell you already. But what are you doing now, Matt? I was going to uh, look up dates that you were going to while you guys were talking nerd talk. <laughs> Don't. No, I'm, I'm trying to bring you into this conversation. Okay, let's do it. Forget my show. It'll sell itself. Look. <laughs> Kurok seeds, right? By doing things like podcast appearances. Kurok seeds, they're these little... They're basically hidden puzzles in the game. Okay. And they're quite annoying. They're pretty... They're one of the, they're, 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 there's... What, are there 900 of there them? There are 900 of them. So that blows my mind that there's 900 of them, and first of all. And do you know what you get... For collecting all 900 of them, I can tell the answer is no, because you have no interest or uh, investment in this game. Uh, I'm going to tell you, what you get is, is you get a golden shit. (laughs) Literally, a golden piece of poop. That is what you actually get. (laughs) No, it is not. It is. What you genuinely get from collecting 900, and I can't even begin to imagine the hours that go into, you're on 140, I'm on like 80 or something, and I've played this game a lot. Yeah. A lot. I mean, you're, you're talking like what? Probably five hundred, a thousand hours. Did you get the the special collector's guide? No, I didn't. See, I bought the guide, but I haven't used it yet. I'm right. trying to not use the guide at all. Right. But I can only imagine what it's going to be like when there are two Korok seeds left. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's, it's going like, to be horrific. And there it, was a man, a hero out there, who pushed through eight hundred ninety eight Korok seeds, eight hundred ninety nine Korok seeds. One day he wakes up, it's 4.30 in the morning, he's just done a 20 mile run. <laughs> Kilometer. He passed in the swim, he had shit to do. He fires up his Nintendo Switch at home, or maybe on a plane journey, because you can take it on either. Mm-hmm. He fires it up, he makes one last journey into that forest, and he finds that last magical Korok seed. 900 Korok seeds, and he takes them. To, what's that character's called? I'm not good at names. I can't remember his name. Wifflebottom or something. Yeah, except so Wiffle it's something bottom, yeah. weird like it that. It is weird. Wiffleball? He, he takes him to this, like, and he's a bit weird, that guy. He's, he's a got, giant, uh, weird, dancing... Yeah, he's got maracas. That's all you need to know. He's weird. Um, I'm in. He takes him to that guy, and he exchanges them, and that guy goes... <laughs> whatever he does, and dances <laughs> around, and hands over the mystical final item, and it turns out to be a lump of golden shit <laughs> and that man goes thank you thank you so thank you much. Nintendo right? yeah. thank, thank you. you they know what they're doing <laughs> thank golden you turd. for giving me any reason it is golden it's turd. a golden turd did you, yeah. did you I just catch a picture my of tweet it. I had the other day this was me in my apartment oh yeah right I mean that's straight that up is, that's what it looks like I would like. have lifted that up yeah. <laughs> And There's then thrown rock. it with a yeah, <laughs> and and hit the little guy accidentally yeah. every the, time. The definition, yeah. <laughs> like the the description of it down there in the little inventory thing here, is a gift of friendship given to you by Hestu. That's his Hestu. name, Hestu. Yeah, it mm-hmm. smells pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to get the <laughs> golden shit from Hestu. And, do you get to use it to like plant something? Does it and, become fertilizer? And, that, and the joy, what does the it do? The joy of the receiving the golden poop was only fleeting. Because moments later, that man probably walked into the castle, completed the game, and realized his life was over. <laughs> it's going to be a dark day when there's The only thing that's keeping me going, well, part of the things keeping me going, is the DLC that's coming down the road. It's coming down the so road. So we've got... What we, is a DLC? We've got downloadable content, Extra friend. levels oh. and things coming in the summer. Who knows what it's going to be exactly. This is How many insane. horses have you got now? Uh, two or three. I tell you what I was very upset about. I got Lord of the Mountain. And you know, you know, Lord of the Mountain. Mm-mm. You don't know Lord. Anyway, I, got I Lord, haven't gotten this done. I got Lord of the Mountain. Can't, you can't put him in a stable and keep him. Oh, you, the, the big, the big horse. Not the big horse. Forget the big horse. Okay, no. There's some blue glowing horse. <laughs> 
I took him to the stable they were like why are you bringing him here he's cursed I was like what I'm just what brought, you can't just, hang out with it's Lord a cursed Lord. horse oh. I was just trying to get him for like I got two I got, hours of my life I got Zelda's horse so I got horse. cursed horse worse than fan cakes <laughs> Zelda's horse did you find him is, him is or a her a Epona is no 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 not Epona is a, it's an all white guys just mandatorily have to get one horse. joke in every five minutes it's an all white royal horse yeah, yeah, guys, the royal is horse. it too stereotypical Listen, to have a magic thing, dragon like playing Zelda is that like <laughs> a coffee and a donut shop kind of, a cop this and a what, donut shop look Matt one this is the thing right yeah I came on to the show one joke in for the listeners I came on to the show and I hit it hard off the top right yeah. It was like, joke, 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 joke. Remember that? <laughs> joke, 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 joke. I have earned this breathing space. <laughs> hey, Johnny. Do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great. Let's go. Good morning. It's 4.31 in the morning. We've just done a 21 run, and now Matt and I are ready to play Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild for the next 14 hours. Joining us in the studio are two people who are dead to us because they don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> right. We will refer to them no longer. <laughs> now, Matt, my friend and buddy on Nintendo Switch, tell us, how are you enjoying the game? It is the ultimate in all of video game accomplishments. $350 well spent for what's essentially a game and watch. Yep. <laughs> uh, we, we often... Uh, um, Answer listener mail. Do you want to do you want to do some listener yeah, mail? Yeah, let's do us? some listener mail. Yeah, let's do it. I was telling Matt. I actually got some listener mail. Do you? Message yeah. for you, sir. Do you want to answer your listener mail? Yeah, I'm just gonna answer my listener mail. Good. Go ahead. All right, here it is. Let me see. Are you really gonna bring up your own listener mail? Yeah. Great. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Perfect. All right, dear Piff, I'm stuck on the Veiled Fool's Shrine. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you have any hints about completing it? Have you done this shrine yet? Veiled Fall? Yeah. It doesn't ring a bell. What? Uh... Well, you know what? I'm going to ruin it for you because it's horrific. Okay. Okay, here's what you have to do. You have to go and you have to find the little girl running around Zora's palace. She then tells you the most obscure rhyme, including stars falling from the heavens, which has nothing to do with the solving of this mystery. Oh, boo. She then name drops somebody. You go and see the guy. He then tells you that he threw a ceremonial trident off a bridge. You jump off the bridge, you swim down. You have to build yourself a load of ice little blocks to find them. Right. You bring the ceremonial trident out of the Bring it up water. with the ice. Yeah, with the magnesis. You hold that. You then you run away. You go back to Veiled Falls. You look at that. You put that down. That doesn't do anything. You hit it. That doesn't do anything. You think this isn't working. You go on the internet. You look at the solution. Here's what you actually have to do. You have to have to leap up using the uh, super mega jump that you get later on on the third dungeon. Yeah. You uh, leap up. You hover over the thing, and then you do a plunging downward strike onto the platform, thus opening Veiled Falls. How is the anyone ever going to stumble across that solution? <laughs> no, you tell me. No, you're not. You're not going to stumble across any of that stuff. That's that's the thing. There's a, there's a few pieces like that. The, the other great thing about it, though, is many of the puzzles, you do fall into it. All you guys you, are talking you, about well, is... Well, I'm glad we could ask some listener questions. You look at it long enough, you figure it out. Yeah, but you're not going to figure that one out. Let no, me tell you that's, that. that's, right. a little, that's a little ridiculous. Let's move on to listener questions. Especially if you have to have Rizzolo's... Uh, yeah. Gale. It's bullshit. Yeah. All right. Listen to question number two. Let's go. From Scoopy and the Beast. Gentlemen, my fiance and I will be honeymooning in Vegas the first week of May. We're planning on doing uh, all of the ICS Universe stops that we can. Bucket Show, Fifty Shades, Penn and Teller, Absinthe, Piff, and the Green Door. Are we missing anything? <laughs> and is there anything else two adventurous newlywed couples scoops uh, should do while we're there? Fucking you in the face with a newly married dick. Scoopy and the Beast. There is apparently a better swing club. If you were jo- if you were joking about the green door, fantastic joke. 
If you are not, apparently there's like a nicer, classier uh, swingers club in Vegas. I'm sure that has to be it's true. It's called Paul Mattingly's House. Yeah. It's called Paul Mattingly's Toy Museum. Uh, go it's to Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. It's oh. one of the shrines, actually, <laughs> so, uh, that you have to open up with there's one a, of the mystical There's like a green door shrine. A current? A current? A Korok seed. There's a You Korok don't know. <laughs> you don't know, all right? <laughs> Don't try and be a part of this when you don't know. You haven't put in the hours. You haven't suffered what Matt and I have suffered. Yeah. No, you don't know. Don't try and join this. All right, listen to question number three. Creamer Adams says, hey, guys, I was thinking about uh, taking some improv classes, and I've heard you guys say that listening is one of the most important skills in improv. I tend to engage in what? a lot of uh, active ah. listening, what? such as asking questions to help clarify uh, the, the speaker's ideas, uh, restarting the speaker's ideas in my own words, and saying short phrases to encourage the speaker to continue. Uh-huh, I see, okay, etc. Are these skills God, helpful in an impression. improv setting, <laughs> or will I need stop. to curb I mean, my typical listening behavior for improv? Stop. I mean, getting fucked you in the face, Creamer Adams. It's that, I mean, people come up to me and they say, oh, how do you become a comedian? It's like, well, tell jokes on stage and do as many of them as you can, as short as you can and as funny as you can. That's really that. Yeah. If you yeah. go and make people laugh on stage and then you've done the job, how do you do improv? Well, you have to be funny by making shit up. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Yeah. What do you mean yeah. sure? That is it. <laughs> Just keep doing that until you can get funny. <laughs> Just keep practicing and practicing, there is, and then you'll get. There mm-hmm. definitely is about hours of failure for sure. Yeah, yeah in any performance. It. And uh, I always say, like, can you teach anyone to be funny? And I always say, if they know, no. they, if they know, no. they suck when they suck. Uh, I ask myself this question, Tiff. I know I'm sorry, but um, uh, <laughs> if they know they suck when they suck, they can get better. That's not what. That's not answering their question, is it? They can get better. I've, I've Are seen, they funny? I've seen people. I've seen people go from being completely socially inept to being uh, decent and funny. Right, well, but, but you the, get but comedians. You there's a line. But you get comedians who are terrible. Right, and then go on to become Eddie Izzard. You know, he would happily acknowledge <laughs> yeah. that he was he was spent ten years being terrible. Right. You know, yes. when he was doing yes. he was doing uh, and I was awful when I started. But that's a, you know it's you slog just a, through. You slog through and you learn and you work. But it's like there's no secret. No, no, no. I mean, there's, there's, there is no, there's no secret. Cheat. There's no, it's no, no cheat way. To, nope. There's no like. No. It's not like in the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, yeah. where um, if you, <laughs> where you have a, a, the Corinth seed. Yeah, he doesn't know. Korok. He Korok. Just doesn't know. No, but there's no people it. always ask for advice and this stuff. It's like just do the gigs. I well, I teach a lot of improv, so I do give it. A little right. Advice. Well, you're, yeah. I mean, you're. But you're, uh, 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 you're I'm a, I'm a, from that. I'm line. a snake oil salesman. Exactly. Yeah. So what was the actual question, Jacob? No, we ignored it. Move on. Next question. <laughs> I'm rocket scoop explosion. He was, no, he was wondering about about the way he his active listening. Oh, snore, and, snore, snore. Do more gigs. Be funnier. <laughs> <laughs> keep saying stuff like guys we really can't you... humor this stuff I mean I realize that you've got a pretend a pretend job to flog here you, you've got you're some right. bullshit we really do we really you've do you've got some bullshit thing that you're charging money for yep but you know come on let's be real you've got Piff the Magic Dragon on the show this is exactly First mythical why mythical creature ever to appear in your studio we've just been on a 20km run together <laughs> that's true this the is exactly why shut. I pulled uh, advice warm. emails for today <laughs> yeah, alright okay. next next email next one uh, from Rocket Scoop Explosion dear churn inhabitants and special guests Paul and Matt yes uh, I'm quite happily married now and the possibilities of such shenanigans are now a thing of the distant past but once I found myself in an awkward sexual situation and I'd like your critique if I handled it properly or if I could have handled it better all right, this is Magic Dragon advice, right? This is yeah, there was a magic lot of um, unnecessary information at the beginning of 
that prepping. email it takes, that it takes a lot of vulnerability. I believe none of. Yeah, it's okay. a setup. Okay. Yeah, you don't believe exactly you. married. No, I think this is like, oh, I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> do you think he's married or just just not happily married, or do you think he's not married at all? Well, let's find out what the uh, predicament is. All right, uh, I found myself at a party where much alcohol was consumed somewhere around 4 a.m. At a party? <laughs> oh <laughs> Who God, knows? who is writing this stuff? This is, I mean, come on, he could he could have done this in five words. <laughs> Somewhere around 4 a.m., the party was officially over, unofficially over, and everyone who wasn't already passed out decided to call it a night, find a plot of real estate, and give themselves over to the sweet embrace of sleep. A young lady whom I had been flirting with throughout the evening, and, but uh, did Jacob, not know before tonight. could you edit this shit down before you read it out loud? <laughs> I was at a party, would have covered all of the information we've had up until this Literally, all of the information, including his fake marriage that doesn't exist. <laughs> People like falling asleep at the end of the night. Ever? I mean, I was at a party. Let's just start from there. <laughs> a young lady that I've been flirting with through the evening, uh, but did not know before the night, I had a prime plot of space in the center of the living room and motioned for me to join her. We laid down together and began to make out, being cautious of noise and the fact that we were basically centering to about 13 other people scattered about the dark living room. Uh, one thing led to another, and we started rounding second base and attempted to make it to third. That's when that bastard <laughs> demon alcohol decided to kick in and hold have on. his way with us. Hold, hold. So, this is baseball metaphors. Are you aware of rounding second base and going to third? Do you know what that means sexually? Uh, yeah, third base is where you pay for it, right? <laughs> <laughs> he knows. Third base is where you pull out a curric seed from your ass. Don't, you don't know. Come on. You weren't there. I know the fifth time's a try. Uh, fifth time's the try. Second base is a... Uh, is, yeah, uh, I know. Okay, good. Okay. Uh... So the, the alcohol was kicking in. We both kept falling asleep and then waking up to resume where we left off. Oh, God, this is a terrible story. <laughs> After a few cycles of that, we both cycles. just straight up passed out simultaneously. As luck would have it, I was the first person in the room to wake up several hours later. It was then, at that moment, that I realized that we had passed out while I was fingering her, and I still had three knuckles, third knuckle deep in this woman's vagina. That is too much alcohol! That's too much alcohol! Oh, worse. Which one of you wrote this terrible email? Come on, just own up now. It wasn't. It wasn't Paul because he's been busy doing something good with his life, trying to find 140 currency. seeds. And that only leaves one of you it's left. Too funny of a concept for me to write. It's true, Jacob. So, Jacob, Jacob. Sorry. Must have sorry. Uh, where she was lying on her side and uh, the full dead weight of a thigh was on my hand. What he doesn't realize is that like that's how she falls asleep every night. <laughs> yeah. She, has she to, can't, she can't sleep without it. Yeah. Without three fingers. It's like a pacifier. <laughs> <laughs> and do I even need to mention the mechanics finds... of all of this from a lubrication standpoint? She scours the streets when she's an insomniac looking for the drunkest dude to seduce. <laughs> to be like, the only way I'm going to fall asleep is if this guy passes out. With his hand inside me. Guys, I appreciate you trying to elevate this story to humor, but I mean, it is a lost cause, my friends. That's the whole point of this segment, but yes. What was several hours earlier a well-lubricated pleasure yeah. tunnel was now a Chinese finger trap made out of 80 grit sandpaper. There was no simple extraction possible without waking her and in my embarrassment at the situation and wanting to keep the dignity of all involved intact, waking her her or anybody else was the absolute last thing that I wanted. I still to this day walk around with my hand in this woman. As I type this. Until she wakes, I continue to walk around with her. She's like my sleeping beauty. (laughs) Cue the Incredible Hulk theme. This guy guy has to chew his arm off. (laughs) 
This is the premise for that movie. They just replaced They replaced the Coyote They replaced the vagina with that mountain where the guy fell into and had to cut his arm off. Seventy-two hours or whatever. Whatever that was. I spent my head in a vagina for 123 hours. So much alcohol. I spent the oh god, it's still going. Can I just rewrite this story in eight words? Can I do it? Yeah, go ahead. All right, I'm 17 and I went to a party. That is the story in eight words. I spent the next 20 minutes performing a calculated and surgical operation yeah. to remove my fingers that rivaled the scope and magnitude required to extract the Chilean miners and baby Jessica combined. Timing my efforts with her breathing, I would apply gentle pressure towards my palm to reduce friction on the back of my fingers and then slide the tops out about a millimeter. Then I'd do the opposite. Back and forth, back and forth, I basically did a shallow 2,000 point turn with my fingers until they were free. I then made a beeline to the door, got in my car, and me and my seafood fingers got the fuck out of Dodge. Seafood fingers! Thanks for all the money! By that time, time the breaded shrimp at best. (laughs) You're not. That man could have been doing something useful in his life, like playing Legend of Zelda. Zelda. It's true. Breath of the Wild. That's why I don't go to parties. I mean, oh, that's why. Sleeping (laughs) on the floor with 13 people? Really? I do hate sleeping on the floor. Who are your listeners? Oh, I hate sleeping on the floor. I thought I was doing a quality podcast here. With the opportunity to expose myself to some ticket-buying public members. And instead I've got some guy who fingering a... Sounds like Jan Rubin. Honestly, this is a typical... He's a big scoop. Before she woke up and called the police. Uh, I think you missed out on a huge opportunity. I don't think it'd be any more fun for the story. You're probably not going to hang out with this woman again. It's not like we met... Before we got married, we actually met when we were drunkenly waking up and falling asleep <laughs> right. with, the, with our hands in each other's butts. Right? Yeah. How was the so, sex? Well, we fell asleep four or five times during it. <laughs> so, it's not going anywhere and let long me tell term. you, she wasn't waking up and persisting. That was not happening. That part of the story I call bullshit specifically. Yes. On. At no point was that woman going, Hey, oh, I can't believe I fell asleep. Let's crack on. <laughs> No. You woke her up I and believe. persisted. All you have done is read out an email from Brock Turner. I think that's what you have actually done. I think it's... I, I don't think it's a funnier way to wake someone else up than to be like, excuse me, my hand is in your pussy and I've got to go. Because then you have that you story could, for the rest of your life. You could make it like an alarm clock and just jiggle it. Bring, bring. <laughs> It's 7am Time for a jog (laughs) That is one of the most Depressing That's worse than Watching Magicians Laughing Impossible (laughs) It's like some Some penthouse It's like one of those Penthouse stories That they'd write in Penthouse forum Yeah But written by Some morbidly depressed Socially reclusive magician I never thought This would happen to me And it didn't (laughs) Dear Penthouse I was I'm writing this With my left hand <laughs> uh, my my uh, my right hand is otherwise engaged with a woman who has fallen asleep on it four times. Why I put this in a story, I know not. God, it's like a Bill Cosby fantasy journal entry. She does love him asleep. Then, then, then she fell asleep. asleep again four times tonight. <laughs> You count passing out as orgasms? <laughs> I made her pass out four times. 
Um, all right, is that all? I can't, I can't listen to that. That's all, this all of that shit. one. I mean, guys, you've got to do something about your listeners. <laughs> and you wonder why I won't eat their cakes. <laughs> Where are they baking them? What hand is he using? <laughs> as long as they use their left hand, it's fine. Yeah. Um. Do we have a jock versus nerd? Oh yeah, we can do a jock versus nerd. I think we should do that, right? Yeah, jock well. versus nerd. Well, we end. Uh, well, it used to be that we challenged each other to jock versus nerd trivia. You've already challenged me to a bunch of Zelda trivia. I failed. So nerd. <laughs> uh, but uh, now listeners write in and they challenge both of mm-hmm. us to jock versus nerd. Matt would ask me something about sports, which I have no idea about. I'll ask him something Ladies about nerdy stuff. And gentlemen, it is. I've been on both sides if you want. Die! So it's a bit of a No, I reckon you spent a night on that. Finger trap. The amount the <laughs> amount of editing in that. Trap. Yeah. I mean sandpaper references, it was I mean and then he's showing it around to his friends. What do you think? I'm gonna think about sending this in. And all of his 12-year-old buddies are like, oh, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> we'll love that. He's we'll married. Love that. He's married. Sure. He's got to be at least 13. He's sure. happily married to Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> On his finger. He's happily sure he's married. married. He wears her like a ring. Guys, do you think... He's happily married guys, to a narcoleptic nurse. Do you think I should preface this story by saying I'm now happily married? Yeah, otherwise you'll look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we have a dark person nerd today coming to us from Transcoopopotamus Rex. All right. It would be presumptuous to say that we're going to have Piff back. But if we do, we should absolutely preface the scoop mail that we're selecting for <laughs> when Piff returns. Oh, I only picked ones today that I, I knew would make him mad. I'm just so upset by that. He's been burned. I mean, I just, His like, heart really, is hurt. You have hey, to deal Johnny. with that. You want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go! Good morning, Here at the most, at the lowest ebb he's ever been in. And let me tell you, there have been some. Listening to 14 year old boys' fantasies, what it'd be like to go to a party. Oh. I don't think I can continue in my life. And if you can't either, then join me as we end it all live on the ice cream social. Guys, you're all dead to me. (laughs) (laughs) Greetings all. I just spent an agonizingly long time climbing up a mountain pass in Montana at 25 miles per hour with a truckload of onions and decided this would be a perfect jock versus nerd with a little bit of a trucking spin. All right. Buckle up and get in gear. It's time for jock versus nerd. These guys really need to just get to the point. (laughs) Hey, hey, scoopers or whatever you call them yourselves out there. Scoopers. 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 Whatever you are. When you're writing an email, dear name of show. Here is the question I would like to ask. Thank you, the end. We have no interest in your particular geographical location or highly amusing situation, which I'm sure is definitely real and not at all fictionalized in any way, shape or form. Well, who's going to make up trucking onions? Somebody. <laughs> oh, you know what would be a good bit? Uh, uh, if I was, like, trucking some vegetables. No, wait, that's not funny. Trucking carrots. No, wait. Trucking, uh, trucking, but not, no. Trucking onions. Oh, yeah, they're going to love that bit on the script show. Oh, man, they're going to get, like, three minutes. One of the mats is going to be like, onions? Are you crazy? Who is this crazy guy? <laughs> Who trucks onions? 
Well, our listeners are crazy. Maybe they'll send them some, in some more gravy candy. That'll be crazy. God damn it, guys. This is brutal. Feel free to send any gravy candy into Piff Care of the Flamingo. I never get my mail there. It's fine. <laughs> Goes right in the gut. I have no idea where it goes. <laughs> Sometimes it turns up four months later. Oh man! <laughs> Buckle up and get in gear. It's time for Jock versus Nerd Passes versus Traps Edition. Questions for Paul will be about uh, American mountain passes crossed by major highways, and Matt's questions will be about roadside tourist traps. Okay, fine. All right. First question for Paul: This mountain near Laramie, <laughs> Wyoming, is crossed by both the How original do you live trans- with yourselves. <laughs> How, I mean, I was concerned about bringing up those other stuff. I thought we might lose them. No, 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 you, oh, wow, <laughs> this is brutal. I'm going to go and watch Magician's Life and the Impossible just to cheer myself up. Oh, feeling pumped. Feeling pumped. <laughs> Paul, this mountain near Laramie, Wyoming, is crossed by both the original Transcontinental Highway and uh, and railroad. Modern day travelers can visit a large bust of Abraham Lincoln that glares menacingly at passing traffic on I eighty from the rest area at the summit. Is that Elk Mountain, Sherman Hill, Cheyenne Mountain, or Mount Saint Fuku? I'm gonna go with the uh, the third one. Cheyenne Mountain? Yes. You're wrong. Okay. It is oh, no. Sherman Hill. Sherman this is Hill. terrible news. <laughs> Wow, you are wrong about so, and you just randomly guess the answer. Much, well, yeah. I mean, if, if I get if I get random guesses, if <laughs> they mean, give if they mean? offer, they don't always offer right. multiple, don't choice. multiple choice. Yeah, yeah. But you see, that guy wanted to because he was like, oh, I've got a good bit. <laughs> I've got a good bit, guys. I'm gonna call something Mountain Fuck You. Oh, guys, they're gonna love it. Oh shit, I'm gonna have to give them multiple choice. Just to get to my hilarious fourth option, which will be greeted with nothing but silence and the slowly draining lifeblood of a ma- magical dragon. Oh. For Matt, this Oklahoma town is on Interstate 35. It's the home of a toy and action figure museum. Is it Paul's Valley, Ardmore, hey, Moore, or hey, Norman? Hey. It is a. Yeah, oh, I, I got it right. All right, I'm up one to nothing. <laughs> For Paul, this California mountain pass, also containing I-80 and the original Transcontinental Railroad, is named for I the famously unfortunate group of settlers <laughs> that became trapped during a uh, particularly harsh winter, eventually resorting to cannibalism. Is that Walker Pass, Cajun Pass, Mount Shasta, or Donner Pass? Donner Pass. That's it. Back to Matt. This yeah. Kansas town is home to the world's largest a. ball. Of- <laughs> <laughs> it is a... <laughs> I'm up two to one. Last question for Paul. <laughs> I'm uh, literally Googling the present. I have to go and shop after this. <laughs> that is what, I'm just Googling shopping I have to do later. <laughs> How is Piff the Mayor Dragon on the show? He Googled his shopping <laughs> later. Really? Yeah. And you know what? Justifiably so. Justifiably so. Paul, this mountain pass goes between Seattle and Ellisburg, Washington. It contains I-90 and is known for avalanches. Is it Crow Pass, Spokane Pass, uh, Jacqueline Pass, or uh, Chickahominy Pass? Uh, Crow Pass. Uh, that's wrong. Okay. And uh, What was it? Oh, it was... Um... I can't believe. Earlier <laughs> on, you were the one saying you had to throw in jokes every five minutes. And this is the sort of comedy dead end that you end your show with. 
What have you done a survey that nobody listens after the fa- per- first 60 minutes? That's, that, that's just a drop true. off and you now you just need to fill the time to get it up into the correct category in the iTunes store. That's partially oh true. God, partially. There's some truth to it. <laughs> Last question for Matt. Matt, do you have a guess before we start? Hey. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Matt wins three to one. Yeah. Congratulations to Jacob on his likely victory, slowly fucking you all in the face in seventh gear in the far right lane while fl- hazard fl- lights flash. Transcoopopotamus Rex. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Transcoopopotamus Rex. Uh, How do I go to the women's site? I'm I'm stuck on the men's site. Oh, there we go. I'm on the women's site. (laughs) Uh, We can either end the show now or we do another Jock versus Nerd. What do you want to do? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I want to thank Tips and Magic Dragon for coming up. I'm never coming back on this show. (laughs) He'll be back next week. You can go to piffthemagicdragon.com for info on where to see him because it won't be here ever again. <laughs> to be honest, don't. Just don't. I don't want your hilarious anecdotes about how you found out about the show. <laughs> oh, Piff the Magic Dragon, let me tell you the story of how we came across buying your tickets. Well, I was happily married. That goes without saying. <laughs> Chucking onions at the time, of course, yeah. Onions, who'd have thought? Waka, waka, waka. God damn it, guys. Not for you! <laughs> All right. Uh, unfortunately, we pre-recorded the ending of the show already, so you don't carry these bits into the end. But just uh, enjoy the end of the show. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, I want to thank Pendulate for creating this podcast. I also want to thank Paul. What style should we do this in? Let's thank them like trees. The styles of trees? They are trees. All right. I want to thank uh, Linda uh, B- B- Branchmeyer. <laughs> John John Branchterback <laughs> Mocking Scoop Poop Becomes Fertilizer For Trees John Dulong Roots Three Three Scoops A Lady Finger That's not a tree Tree <laughs> John Elliot Horton What's that called Um Here's a who Leaf <laughs> Kimchi Douche Oak Scoop John Joker's chlorophyll. Lucas Richard Pine. John Monroe. The. Uh, bl- uh, well, what are they called out here? Shit. Blue. Mulberry. Uh, John Mul- Marlberry. Uh, Mrs. John in Australia, because she turns my dick into red wood. <laughs> John Weeping Willow. Mark Milner. Jonathan Kaplan Tree. Mark Timber Tremble. Jordan Campbell Bush. <laughs> Voodoo uh, Chili uh, Scoop Treehouse. The Red Baron Apple Tree. <laughs> I want a Scoop Baby Orange Tree. <laughs> <laughs> Froyo Joe Pear Tree. Matt Glowak Kiwi Tree. Hosh, Hoshnasi Bark. Uh, Matt, uh, McKen- <laughs> Matt Mick can see the trees from here. <laughs> Chef Scoop Matt- Elm. <laughs> Matt Storms are good for trees. <laughs> Land Scooper Josh Cultivating a, a Bush. Matthew Shan Romanek Tree. 
Justin Mandula Peachtree. Oh, thank you, Matt. Matthew Oaks. <laughs> Justine Canopy of Trees. Matthew ought to change my name to Oaks. Mistress Scoop of Forest. Matt Scoopo Fail or Scoopo Fall or Scoopo Spring, Scoopo Summer, Scoopo Winter. All featuring trees. Jacob. Boy, I can't believe that one's over. Oh, really? I thought, was, I thought Breeze right by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, I'm exhausted. Bare Naked Scoops is uh, getting fargy. I can't read any of these. The ink is, uh, I need to change the ink of these. <laughs> this yeah that was me and paul's problem too yeah that that was it uh i want to thank bare naked scoobies ken fargy <laughs> uh ken soto carrie Han, uh hanselman yeah kevin davis kevin collar cohen Vo- uh, cohen van beek kyle thomas lee spencer Lindsay bashera six matt burdick matthew darks and matthew j bates the second thank you guys thank you guys so much hey if you want to be thanked on air especially then the tree thank yous you can go to <laughs> patreon.com slash hey scoops or hey scoops.com slash patreon you can join us at any tier and get access to all of our uh, alternative podcast episodes such as mothra's secret agent podcast um uh watch watch macgyver with us and uh jock jocktown usa i will also be doing <laughs> uh what do we call it sporty mcballs balls yeah sporty mcballs balls podcast um i will also uh we'll be doing behind the scenes of fool us on that podcast feed as well uh and so just support us at any level for as little as a dollar you can help back us up uh, we have 480 people backing us on Patreon right now, which is just insane. Awesome. And uh, we want to thank you so much. We're so close to 500. Uh, make it happen. Uh, and what else? So I want to thank all the people who help us on social media, our social media mafia, all the people in our visual mafia, our data mafia. Uh, of course, I want to thank uh, Piff the Magic Dragon for being on the show today. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm sure, I've already thanked him. And uh, what else? I think that's it. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. We'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. God damn, that was a good show. <laughs> Couldn't a tree more? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe these drums will get it out of my head. <laughs> Edward Andrick would like a limerick all about a trip to Phoenix to visit mom this year because I decided to go to Vegas twice last year. Dedicated to uh, Scoop Fest again this year. Mm-hmm. I sweep you out with a broom, since we won't be seeing you soon. Uh, Scoop Fest will be the bomb, but you got to go see your mom. Hope that bitch got a game room. <laughs> I, I think he is going to come to Scoop Fest also. I think oh. he's trying to come to Scoop, to Scoop Fest as well. Oh, okay. uh, Psychotic Scoop would like a limerick <laughs> about being awake for four days straight and starting to hallucinate. Dedicated to all my fellow raging insomniac scoops. Oh, mm. been there. I cannot sleep at all. My desire to stay awake is small. But the pillow won't help, and the sleep I've not felt. I think I can see through the wall.
I'm on the hunt for balls. That's what I should have ended it with. I'm on the hunt for balls. <laughs> Kimchi double scoop would like a limerick about our actors with bad breath dedicated to craft services. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> My bad breath starts to sink in. Even though I got great teeth and skin. My hair is so nice, I have no lice. My name is Errol Flynn. <laughs> Roger Edge would like a, di- uh, a limerick about Scoop Fest sex, dedicated to Scoop Fest 17, 2017. <laughs> In the rooms, there's going to be boning. <laughs> You're going to hear grinding and moaning. Get ready, Orleans, for some help salt pork screams. There's going to be regretting and moaning. <laughs> <laughs> How great would it be if just one morning all the like every, every, the room is just split? You know, just everyone is just standing there looking awkwardly at the other side of the room. We should, we should have like a, there's going to be a hallway walk of shame where everybody's going to yeah. recognize I was everybody. Just say, like, we should salt have, pork, salt pork. We should have pork. like a, a free breakfast for people who regret the person they slept with. <laughs> just you know what? A breakfast of regrets. Within breakfast, <laughs> we should have regret. Regretfest would be a good thing. But within the Scoop community, there might not be a lot of regret. I know. It's probably going to be all good. <laughs> Scooper Duper would like a limerick. But regret for should still happen anyway. Because <laughs> it's too funny. Scooper Duper would like a limerick titled, I could use a bit of time dedicated to predictive text for generating that title. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, did I just see you over at the regret fest? Because I felt like we had it really hit it off last night. Uh, well, no, I just did it because the name's funny. <laughs> You were there too. You, were, you, were you saw me. You were great, baby. It was, that, who, who can pass up a name like that? Regret fist. I mean, it's fun, right? I had the regrets and eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This, the side of fried spam, which is shameful spam. I had the, spam. I had the shame browns. Shame browns. <laughs> what am I doing this about? Uh, this is called "I Could Use a Bit of Time," and it's dedicated to predictive text. You know, so when you oh, click the middle, the middle button. Like of text. Yep. I could use a bit of time. Uh, I press the middle square, and words appear right there. It kind of makes sense if you don't pay attention <laughs> to the words ever there. I'm on the hunt for balls. <laughs> That's how I should end it. The hunt for balls. <laughs> it's time for some triple threats. <laughs> Jake Schneider would like a triple threat about NBA players dedicated to those fine hosts of Sporty McBalls Balls. Triple threat on NBA players. Yep. 185 NBA players walk into the bar. The bartender says, I'm sorry. Wait. Yes, of course we serve you. Have everything you like. (laughs) They call me the NBA player because I'm all about getting my my people that fried chicken. That free fried chicken. All right. That was close. (laughs) <laughs> um, oh, you sounded really racist. <laughs> no, pre- oh, there's a callback to yeah, yesterday. Yes, the yes. guy who, who made the three pointer for the, the free yeah. fried chicken. Three pointer for chicken. Yes, that's exactly what you're talking about. And please go back to the last episode and reference it before you get mad on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they call me the M- M- NBA player. No, they don't. <laughs> I like my women like I like my NBA players. Uh, tall. And fucking me in 30 different cities. <laughs> <laughs> Mike wins with like a triple threat about the scoop group admins. Uh, I like my women like I like my scoop group admins. The, they shut me down real fast when things get too weird. 
185 Scoop Fest admins walk in. Bartender says, uh, we don't serve Scoop admins here. And some of them are like, oh, that's fucked up. We're your band. Other ones are like, hey, freedom of speech. And other people are like, hey, freedom of speech isn't <laughs> an issue if we're not talking about jail or the government. It's, 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 do we want to let him speak his mind or... Do we want to speak his mind? Let's just have a, let's start our own private thread about this and let's take a vote. <laughs> they call me the Scoop Admin because I'll let you get away with a lot of shit. <laughs> Scooperintendent would like a triple thread about vegans dedicated to Paul's vascular system. <laughs> mm. 185 vegans try to walk into the bar, but they fall down steps before they reach it because they have no protein in their diet. <laughs> <laughs> It's like 185 vegans walk into a bar and it's like, where do you get your protein? <laughs> I like my women like I like my vegans. They get their protein from an alternate source. Oh, oh yeah. The uh, hunt for balls. <laughs> That's how I should have ended it. <laughs> uh, they call me uh, the vegan because I'm annoying to talk to and eat with the parties. <laughs> <laughs> Loopy Scoop would like a triple threat about ukuleles dedicated to talented ukulele musicians. Uh, Charlie Starling, Scoop uh, Scoop Dick Mound, and especially to my brother Charles. Happy birthday, favorite brother. Mm-hmm. Happy, birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, birthday. Also, Brent Mukai is a ukulele yeah. player. Yeah. And uh, our guest, uh, Kitchy Koo, she, she plays the ukulele. She plays mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot lot of, of ukulele, ukulele players. A lot of uke in this town. Yeah. Uh, there's a hundred. It's triple threat. Yep, ukulele players. Just ukuleles. Ukuleles. Uh, 185 ukuleles walking in the bar. Partner says, "Get out! This is a mandolin bar." <laughs> I liked my. Uh, I like my women. Like I like my ukuleles. Previously fingered by the fat fingers of big Hawaiians. <laughs> <laughs> they call me the ukulele player. Is my instrument is small, but it makes my hands look bigger. <laughs> Smitty Scoop, like a triple threat about wet barbecue, dedicated to Tommy Todd finally appearing on ICS. Let's hope that that means Michael Godot will be next. Uh, he won't be. No, uh, Pip, Pip the, the Magic, Magic Dragon, Dragon was next. <laughs> uh, we're slowly crossing them off. Yep. Yeah. Ironically, Godot lives very close to him. <laughs> like the easiest guess we could have is Michael Godot. We'll get him. We'll get him. Um... I like my women like I like my wet barbecue. End of joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they call me the wet barbecue because I'm uh, finger licking good. Uh, 185 wet barbecues walk into a bar. Bartender says, no, 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 no. We do not serve wet barbecue in here. Dry rub barbecue is far superior. Yeah. We only serve dry rub barbecue because that's how everybody who likes dry rub barbecue fucking talks. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the hunt for balls. <laughs> oh, that's how I should have ended it. <laughs> Tim Warnicky would like a triple threat about polar bears dedicated to grizzly barista. 185 polar bears walking to the bar. Bartender says, I'm sorry we don't serve polar bears here. Polar bears say, please, our homeland is slowly melting. We have nowhere else to go. <laughs> End of joke. End of joke. <laughs> then they're on the hunt for balls. Uh, <laughs> 185 uh, polar bears walking to the bar. Bartender says, well, it be. And they're like, we'll have 185 Cokes. And the bartender's like, (laughs) of course. Cliche. Cliche. Oh, that's right. It's December. (laughs) I like my women like I like my polar bear. Uh, They look white on the outside, but they're secretly black. (laughs) I was about to make exactly the same joke. (laughs) Scoop D would like a triple threat about crucifixions dedicated to the polar bear. Oh, I don't know. They call me the polar bear. Okay. 
They call me the polar bear because I jump into cold water. They call me the polar bear because I'll eat out a penguin. Scoop to you would like a triple threat about crucifixions dedicated to zombie Jesus. Aha. Uh-huh. 185 crucifixions walking to the bar. The bartender says, I'm sorry we don't serve crucifixions here. Crucifixions say, we're just looking to get hammered. <laughs> I like my women like I like my crucifixions. Well hung. I like my uh, women like I like my crucifixions. Easy to nail. Yeah, there it is. They call me the crucifixions because I'm on the hunt for balls. <laughs> Because I cruise, and that's all fiction. Uh, they call me the crucifixion because you may have heard of my godlike prowess, but it's just a myth. Whoa, <laughs> boom. And it's time for some songs. Scuba Metrics would like a song, a, a cheerful song for my alarm clock, dedicated to exhaustion, depression, and early morning classes. Oh, boo. Yeah. Get some sleep, fellas. <laughs> Look at the time Guess it's time to get up now Gotta get started with my day No time to waste Brushing my teeth and hair now I've gotta be out on my way Keys Starting cars Cars on roads Drive to work Work for pay Wake up time I have got to wake up now Wake up, wake up, wake up No sleep for me Fucking whore Time to get out of bed somehow And start my long fucking day And now the night has returned won't be long till I'm back in bed. In bed, in bed, in bed. <laughs> Wait for me here. Sweet blankie and my pillow. I cannot wait to lay my head. Coffee. More coffee. Maybe some eggs Something to start my metabolism off right I've got to get up Fucking whore Time to wake up and begin Begin, begin But it won't be long You fucking whore Till the day is done and I'm tucking back in To bed Bed'll be here again, again Bed'll be, bed'll be back again Before too long I'll be sleeping again I'll sleep again Fucking whore In a cup 
couple hours more. And more. And more. And more. I'll sleep once more. Fucking whore. I'll enjoy the sound of my snore. You hear it through the door. I'll sleep again soon. Fucking whore. Please wait patiently, my bedroom. 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 Back before you know it Fucking whore Back asleep where I feel better Paul, wake up, wake up The song's over No! No! Herman Munster, wake up The song's uh, over Oh, Lily, I was having the craziest dream <laughs> <laughs> Jake Schneider would like a song about Easter candy uh, yeah, so here we go. Oh, Fat Man's Christmas. <laughs> yep. Day after Easter. my dick <laughs> Tim Wardocky would like a love song <laughs> can't stop it Herman it's too much fun batting your dick around while you sleep that's what I like to t- well this is why I'm having crazy dreams Lily dad's coming in here and slapping my cock <laughs> oh. Tim Wardocky would like a love song from Paul to Matt in the style of Cindy Lauper's time after time oh finally dedicated to Matt Donnelly. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Finally, some romance around here. Right. Long time coming. Hey, look at me. I'm on the hunt for balls. We met a long time ago up on the improv stage. Right from the start We'd get along Cause we were both full of rage You said 
Yes, and I followed suit. <laughs> the scenes we did were cute. You know, I like it when we improvise and play. Now we have a podcast and we see each other almost every day. It's like you're the flip side of my coin. Nothing rhymes with coin when I yes and you and you yes and me. That's how we improvise when you come up with ideas that I then back. That's how we improvise. I create a strange character that you support. That's how we improvise. And then Jacob's there too, and it comes all three. That's how we improvise. Yay! <laughs> I respectfully disagree. <laughs> I'm going to go to college. I'm going to fuck some dudes. Mm. I'm out of here. (laughs) See you next week, Scoops.